Parsons, you're listening to No Names All Game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of No Names All Game. Today is Tuesday, October 4th, and your Nittany Lions are 5-0 with a 17-7 win over Northwestern in the disgusting rain, but a win is a win. We are up to number 10 in the AP poll heading into our bye week. My name is Chris Henkin, joined as always by my co-host, Pat Calicchio. Pat, ugly game, ugly win, but a win's a win. How you feeling, man? Yeah, I mean, listen, Penn State played pretty poorly, uh, but luckily Northwestern stinks and uh, the refs were on our side a little bit. <laughs> um, so they pull out a win here. Uh, yeah, it was it was bad. It was not good. I was not happy watching it. Um, but you go into the bye week 5-0. and uh, And I think, as we all know, in the James Franklin era, going into the bye week with a win is critically important. Uh, there's, there is nothing worse than going to that bye week with a loss. So you, you gotta, you know, you, we look ahead now, May, maybe you, you think to yourself, they were looking ahead during this, but you know, they, they played in the slop. It, it kind of nullified what you wanted to do against that team. It's not an excuse, but it's a, a reason, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those games where like midway, even mid, probably midway through the second quarter before it was even like, uh, before we even had even scored twice, I was like, just win, just win. Like, I, I don't care what happens. Just win the damn game. Um, but yeah, if you, you know, if you look at the schedule before the season starts and you say, Hey, we're going to be five and in the bye week, you're happy with that. Like this is literally figuratively metaphorically the best possible outcome we could have right now. Uh, so you can't be upset in any means. But it is a game uh, that happened, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, this will probably be one of the shorter episodes since there's not a ton to get into, but uh, we will go through our awards. We'll give out our Lion, which is our MVP award. Pat and I will each give out a couple of individual awards and then talk through any other topics we have for the game. So, Pat, let's start with the Lion. Who is your MVP of this week? Uh, you know, he didn't put up a gaudy stat sheet, but I'm going with Hakeem Beeman, man. Like when it looked ugly, when it looked like Northwestern was getting some momentum and coming back, the defense looked tired. Hakeem Beeman just bats down two straight balls at the line of scrimmage. And those were huge plays, man. I mean, that game could look very different if he doesn't make those plays. Uh, I mean, it's just a big part of that win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, the stat sheet isn't isn't blowing up. Two total tackles, uh, half of a tackle for loss. But those two passes defended, which uh, which you know continue to add, I, I believe, to add to our our pass breakup stat that we're leading in the country, and I believe those all get credited for. Um, but he's been fun to watch, man. He, he's him and I. I don't have an award for him. Hopefully, if you do, tell me to shut up. But I think PJ Mustafer is kind of similar in that sense of. Absolutely. You know, maybe the stat sheet isn't crazy. This one, this week, they actually did have a great stat sheet, um, but they've they've been getting the job done. Um, you know, we, we, we've, we've talked about how there hasn't been a crazy pass rush in some games. We haven't gotten as many sacks as we've wanted. Those two guys have done a lot uh, that don't always show up. So shout out Hakeem Beeman, Lion of the Week. Uh, my Lion, go with Parker Washington. Um, I, I thought you were going with PJ Mustafer. No, I was just shouting him out Okay, <laughs> like, because it was similar topic, similar position. Okay. I just wanted to give him, give him some more. He was on, uh, he was on my list of, of things to talk about. Um, but my lion is Parker Washington. 
uh, in a game where only 10 passes were completed, he had four of them uh, for 73 yards, including that huge 43 yarder, um, which was, you know, a nice deep ball by Cliff. You know, you've heard me talk about how much, how much frustration I have on Cliff's bad passes. I will give him credit on the good ones. That was a nice one. Parker was able to haul it in uh, and he's continuing just to be reliable. Um, he had a couple, a couple of passes that, you know, were, were for first downs in again, in the ugly rain, that's super important. Uh, and he'll just be an imperative piece as we enter this tough three game stretch where we have Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio state, you're going to need those reliable targets that you can go to, to move the chains. And I think Parker Washington is, is not that he was uncomfortable, but I think he's finding his comfort again, where he's just, he's getting the ball. He's making plays. He's making, making plays after the catch, getting those extra yards. Um, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Park Washington. He is my lion this week. Love that. Love that. Um, all right, let's get into awards. What is your first award, Pat? My first award is the Jim Craig award. Jim Craig. Jim Craig. This is, this is us hockey. This is miracle. Yes. Have you seen the movie, Chris? <laughs> Yeah, it's a classic. Uh, what 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 relation does Jim Craig have to Penn State football? Lay it on. Let, let, let me see who 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 do you think the Jim Craig Award is going to? Uh, I don't know. All right. Give, give it to me. I'm not going to get it. Pivotal scene in the movie. Uh huh. Three days before the Olympic Games, USA plays Russia, and yep. they put it. They they put in ten goals. And you, you remember what Herb says to Jim Craig? I'm blanking right now, laying on me. He walks, he, he's walking out of the locker room and just passes him and goes, think about sitting you down, Jim. Okay. And Jim Craig blows up. He, he goes, that's my net, man. That's my net. Okay. And, and he goes and plays the best hockey he's ever played in those Olympics. So Jim Craig award is going to Sean Clifford. Because someone's okay. got to, you know, I'm not going to judge Sean Clifford's career at Penn state based off of this game in the rain. But I think it's time for James Franklin to, you know, light a fire under him. Give him, you know, I'm thinking about sitting you down, Sean. Mm. Yeah. It seems like you're hurt. You're not playing that great. Besides Drew's looked pretty good. And I'm not saying to actually bench him, but I'm, I, I think it's time to let him know. That, Look uh, at you. That is Look at you coming around. Look at you coming around. People told me I was crazy when I said week one that that conversation needed to happen, and here you are. It's time to light a fire under Sean Clifford. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to spend a ton of time breaking down, uh, you know, the issues, but I think that interception was disgusting. Uh, is it? Does the rain play a factor? Maybe. Does the ball slip out of his hand? Maybe. But a sixth-year quarterback throwing off his back foot Completely missing a receiver just can't happen, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he played bad. Uh, it was exacerbated by the rain. Um, but, yeah, he played bad, and he didn't play great last week either. No, and this, know, is, this, is the, this is the tough situation because you're in the bye week. You're going into Michigan. Like, is this really the time Franklin's going to make a change? Probably not. No, um, I don't even want him to, but I want yeah, him to let Sean light know the fire. Possible. Yeah, uh-huh. The, the Jim Craig. I get it. I get it. Um, I, want, I want him to take your test. You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see some sort. And speaking of lighting a fire, fired up Franklin on the sideline this week had me jacked up. That man showed so much emotion. He was flipping out every time we fumbled the ball. He was screaming into his microphone. 
wouldn't surprise me if, if Cliff got near foot at times. Um, so I, I do think this bye week, Franklin kind of lights a fire under a lot of people. Hopefully Cliff is one of them. All right. My first award is uh, thanks a lot, jerk. Thanks a lot, jerk. Like you're, probably go... not, you're probably not going to get this one. Is this going to anyone on our team? No. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't think so. No, it, it goes to Mother Nature. Okay. Uh, it, it, listen, we were going to talk about the raid, obviously, and constantly through this. So this one goes to Mother Nature. Franklin himself said that we can't blame the weather and we have to protect the ball. We have to be better. I'm not the head coach, so I can blame that bitch and say, thanks a lot, Mother Nature. You're a jerk. Yeah. Um, some of those turnovers probably happen with or without the rain. I think the interception probably happens. Uh, Singleton's second one, the guy got the helmet right on the ball, probably happens with or without the rain. Um, but the rain made this game much sloppier than it needs to be. Without the rain, I think this is like a 25, 30-point victory. I think we cover that spread. I think we're moving the moving the ball down the field with ease, and we're con- converting and scoring. So thanks a lot, Jerk. Mother Nature, you suck. And you took some joy away from me on a Saturday that should have been really fun. She did. That's She's my a butthole. She's a butthole. So thanks a lot, jerk. Uh, <laughs> all right. What is your second award? I'm going with the honorary lion award. Honorary lion. Mm-hmm. So is this like honorary MVP or like, yeah, this, this is someone who changed the tide of the game for, for the Nittany lions. This is Barney Amore? No, it is the referees. Ah, nice. Okay. Okay. Um, Let me, and I'm not saying that we would have lost this game without the help of the refs, but I am saying if uh, let's switch the switch, the roles right now, if we are Penn state fans playing Ohio state and some of the calls that they didn't get, we didn't get, we'd all be losing our minds right now. Uh, Nick Singleton fumbled at like the 20 yard line and it didn't get called. That, that was a, they called it forward progress. It was not, it was a oh, yeah. All right. All clear right. fumble inside, inside what would have been Northwestern's red zone. Um, okay. That fourth down where we got the goal line stand, that looks like a touchdown to me. I got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, it didn't look really like stop. his knee ever hit. It looked like yeah. he rolled right over a couple of players and went right in. And Man, they, they called it. Yeah. I mean, they were just like, oh, play's dead. They lost by 10 and that's 10 points right there. Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. Honorary lions. Yeah. <laughs> those zebras. I, I think those zebras was, are lions. I think there were one or two others that you know seemed a little iffy, but man, that was like I said. If I was a Northwestern fan, I'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And and like this probably shouldn't be my take, but in this kind of situation, I'd rather be lucky than good. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like I'll I'll take it. I'm not going to complain. Um, but hopefully uh, that doesn't come back to bite us with some karma in future games. I think this is the first time in my life as a Penn State fan that I've come out of a game going, wow, the refs really <laughs> helped us out. There. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the honorary Lions, uh, the refs. We love you guys. Um, all right. And my last award is the Lionel Richie Award. Lionel Richie. Um, are, you, are we saying hello to somebody? We are not saying hello. Um, are we going to party Caraba Fiesta Oledo? Nope. This one, uh, yeah. this one is uh, maybe maybe I should have uh, maybe I should have called it the Commodores Award. It is Commodore song, but Lionel Richie wrote it. People know it for him. It is going to Jair Brown because he makes things look easy like Sunday morning. Love it. Um, his interception was thrown right to him. It was absolutely should have been caught. It was easy. 
but he makes the easy things look easy. How many times have we seen easy interceptions dropped and been infuriated? He makes the easy things look easy. He makes the hard things look easy, and he is just damn fun to watch. Um, he's easy like Sunday morning. Uh, also, oh, a nice 30-yard return on, on that interception. I can't remember if it set up a score or not, but it was one of those where it's like, in another year where like things were going bad, that would be one that would like slip right through his hands and cost us the game. So it makes me happy to see him taking care of business. Easy like Sunday morning, Jair Brown, Lionel Richie award. There, there's a reason he led this team in interceptions last year. And it's because he catches the ball when it gets thrown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great hands, great instincts, great knack for the ball. Um, you know, this is one of the first games we haven't seen Saki Wheatley take away. Uh, so it was nice to see Jair Brown, you know, taking care of business down there. Absolutely. All right. What else in this game, man? What else you want to discuss? Um, I mean, we got to talk about fumbles, but we have five of them. Fumbles. Four. Uh, all three running backs fumbled. Singleton had two. So we had four fumbles total, I believe. Yep. Um, not great. Not great at all. Like I said, I think the, I think the one Singleton one was probably – going to happen anyway. The defender made a nice play, but other ones were real, real sloppy. Yeah. And again, it should have been three. Um, you know, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come out of this game in the rain as a freshman saying that Nick Singleton's got ball security issues the same way. I'm not going to come out of this game and go, Sean Clifford has to get replaced. Right. The, the elements were what they were, but I mean, ugh. you talk about giving this game away. Like those fumbles would have been what did it. Like, as, oh, yeah. bad as, as bad as Sean Clifford was, he managed the game mostly fine. And, like, we want to talk about if it was, you know, if it was dry, we would have won by 30. I and mean, if we just didn't fumble four times, we probably would have won by, like, 28. Sure. Sure. Yeah, we, we, we were shooting ourselves. They were not beating us. We were beating ourselves, and the fumbles were a big part of it. Um, the only flip side to that, I'll say, is even despite all of that, you have Singleton and Allen going for 87 and 86 yards apiece without the rain, without the fumbles. You probably have 200 yard rushers. Um, yeah. So like any, the, word, the, any word on why Catron Allen didn't play in the first half. I'm, I've, I've heard first half suspension, but I haven't yeah, heard I didn't, anything concrete. I, I haven't heard anything concrete, but that typically if Franklin, like anytime there is any sort of like internal disciplinary issue, a lot of times it'll be like a first half kind of thing. So maybe, um, but I, I can't substantiate that uh, by any means. So um I just think it's it's still nice to see in the elements in a gross atmosphere two guys that can rip off twenty yard runs at any given point. Um, the the burst is still there. Kevon Kevon got those touches, you know, while Allen was out. Um, but we we have we have two superstars in this position. I'm not worried about ball security. I think they'll both be fine. It was great to see them still running wild. I agree. I, I still overall love this rushing attack this year. Uh, not only do we have the home run capability that we didn't last year. But they, they have the ability to just rip off consistent seven-yard runs. By the way, yeah. against a team that knows we're running the ball. Of they course. knew we were running after, like, the first quarter. And they just stacked the box, and they did it anyway, and we ran for small chunks. And we didn't even have that last season. Right, right. And, and That, that and, is huge. And you're starting to see them both kind of develop, too, where you see, like, Singleton had that touchdown right between the tackles where he just powered his way through. Um, you know, after the first couple of weeks, we're like, oh, he's got to get to the outside and just beat people with his with his speed. No, he's he's punching it up the middle too. And then Katron as well. He's finding the vision and taking off these long runs. So I think it's really nice seeing them both do that on the running back conversation. Some other news, Devin Ford is no longer with the program. 
Um, Franklin said he wanted to focus on academics. Uh, what do you make of that? That that it seems a little interesting to me to like mid season be like, hey, I want to focus on academics. I'm done. It's also really weird timing after that like statement came out. That he yeah he finished what you started. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, like, do you think something happened? I mean, it may, it could just be as simple as like he's not doing that well in classes, and mm. he's going all right. Well, I'm not playing. And if I'm not playing, I'm not going to the NFL. Right. I'm not going to the NFL. I have to do well in my classes. That, that could yeah. be. Yeah. 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 Like um, how much so, value is he really adding to the room? Well, right. Not a ton. Like I, he, he's, he's a good piece, you know, come in every now and again, catch a pass, uh, return some kicks. Maybe I'm not saying he's not a good football player. He is, but he's not like, you don't look at our line and we go like, Oh man, if only Devin Ford was in today. And I, of course, of course. That. Yeah, I think it made me a little sad just to, after that interview came out and he talked about how much he loves Penn State and he wanted to be a part of the team. Like, that hurts a little bit. Um, but also, it, it does it does make you a little thin at the position now. You know, you have you have Singleton, you have Allen, you have uh, Kimon Lee. Um, you know, knock on wood, you hope all those guys stay healthy. But, you know, depth is always really, really important on this team. So uh, we wish Devin Ford the best uh, and we hope, you know, our young guys – take care of the ball a little bit going forward and, and continue to be the superstars that they've been. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I had PJ Mustafer called him out earlier, eight sacks, one tackle for loss. He's killing it. Uh, eight he sacks, eight right tackles. Now. Jeez. I said eight sacks, eight tackles. Uh, he had a really good game. Bretton strange touchdown. Um, continues this hot season. Some flair on that flip. Really nice. Uh, it was his only catch of the game, but it was a really nice, nicely designed play. Uh, kind of like a fake Fake pitch, fake handoff, little play action, and then boom, wide open, you know, running up the sideline. Uh, only catch the game, but damn, was it important. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got to be in the running for, like, team MVP so far this season, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I love that. P, dude, PJ Mustafer, I was a little, I'm not going to say, like, worried about, but, I, you know, there was a part of me going, like, yeah, you can't expect last season's PJ Mustafer uh, coming into this season. He was, he really anchored in a defensive line that going up against a, you know, a solid offensive line, not a great one, but like an offensive line that has a first round draft pick, a pretty good running back who's been putting up solid numbers this year and wanted to do nothing but run the ball. Yeah. And yeah. They, PJ, they PJ led the team. PJ led the team in tackles, eight total, four solos, half of a tackle for loss. He, he had a really good game. Um, what else? I, mean, I think they averaged like a yard and a half per carry. They, they, um, they had like 30 yards on the ground or something. 1.1 1. 1, 1 yards per carry. 28 yeah. carries for 31 yards. Uh, that is terrible. Uh, to be fair, Evan Hull, uh, their running back, had 11 for 45, so he was averaging 4.1. Um, but the rest of their team did absolutely nothing, so the team total uh, comes out to 1.1. 1. Yeah, I mean, Idiot. the fact that they couldn't establish a run game there killed them. Yeah. Um, sticking on the defense, Nick Tarburton, uh, nice day, had a sack, fumble recovery. Curtis Jacobs had a fumble love recovery. A sack. Yep, yep, love to see that from those guys. Um, only real thing to call out in the defense was, you know, the one touchdown that we gave up. Uh, Abdul Carter just kind of got beat. Uh, he was dropped into coverage. And then fell down. Eyes. 
kept his eyes on on the underneath route and the receiver just got by him. Um, I don't know if there was supposed to be help over the top, uh, if someone else was supposed to be there or not. But, you know, if that is just on him, that's a freshman mistake that's going to happen, especially for a linebacker to be that deep in coverage. It, it's yes, going to happen one anyway. One of the analysts was saying that might have been, I forget which defensive back, but vacated their zone and kind of, I think went where – Abdul Carter was supposed to be, and maybe they got switched up. I don't know that. That's yeah. what the analyst was saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, more so than the getting beaten coverage, he also just fell down after they <laughs> made the catch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he so, could. I mean, maybe they would have scored anyway, but he could have tackled him at like the five yard line, and he didn't. Right, right, right. Um, that's going to happen. You know, if, if that's our only real takeaway from the defense, because I think I think the the point of all of what I'm trying to say is the defense played very, very well. They won us this game. They kept us in this game. There were plenty of times Northwestern should have capitalized. I think there was something like on turnovers, they had like five yards or something like that. Something stupid. Um, they, they did not take advantage of our sloppiness and our defense deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah. And we followed up, a, a, I think, a couple of our turnovers with making them turn the ball over. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So shout out to the defense. Um, And then last thing that that I really have is special teams, man. Barney Amore, still great. Uh, Five punts, 40-yard average. He had four inside the 20, uh, at least one inside of 10, maybe more, but he had at least that one that was down on like the four-yard line. Um, On the season, he's at 61% of his punts inside the 20. I don't know what's like league average, but that seems pretty good. Yeah, and he should have one more in there too. Yeah. That, that one that went in the end zone. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, four of his five are inside of the 20, at least one inside of the 10. Again, in a slappy game where things aren't going well, that's huge. He's a big, weapon. Big deal. Absolute weapon. Uh, and then a guy we talked about last week about, is it time to maybe think about other options to replace? Jake Pinninger comes in and drills a 38-yarder for us. Yes. Love that. Um, those, those, those are two things that in tight games down the stretch, punting and kicking is going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for being Pinnegar, man. I mean, I talked about how, like, is it time to give Sander uh, Sahedak a chance? Is it time to let him, you know, see what he has on some shorter range? That one, and, and I will say, you know, it wasn't like dead center. You know, he got it just inside the left upright, but a field goal is a field goal, especially in the, in the elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's huge for his confidence. Like we, we keep saying like, it's his confidence, his confidence. He's got to be, you know, consistent. Like, I don't know how many chances he gets if he misses more kind of things, but like that is really, really important for Pinnegar. And I'm happy, happy he got that. Um, that's really all I've got from this game. Anything else uh, that you wanted to talk about? Um, in this game, I mean, I feel like we covered everything. Sean Clifford, not great. Fumbles, yep. bad. Yep. Defense, very good. Uh, yep. Guys, everyone get your Manny Diaz at love in before we have to play. Michigan and Ohio state uh, <laughs> because he, here's, he's going to deserve it then too, but you're going to see some frustrated fans when a couple of big plays get ripped off by yeah. those teams. But Manny Diaz is doing a great job this year. He is. And it was great to see him fired up on the sideline too. After turn turnovers, he was, you know, ripping the headset off, running down the sideline. Yeah. 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 Um, he's, he's been fantastic. The defense has been fantastic. I agree. Shout out Manny Diaz. Um, all right, we won't have a preview episode this week because obviously we don't have a game. Uh, at some point, we'll probably try to do a mid-season kind of state of the program. Uh, but since we don't have a game, uh, Patty Parlays is going to give you uh, hopefully some winners. How did you do last yes. week, Pat? Last How'd week wasn't great. Week? I went one for three. 
Not ideal. Uh, Not Minnesota ideal. really let me down. I mean, I can't believe Purdue and Minnesota played like a 10-10 game for three yeah. quarters of football. Did not yeah, see that ugly. coming. Um, but I, I feel a little more confident about my picks this week. Did, okay. did you make any picks this week? I did. I kept it with the single game. I think, I think you're going to do right. the parlays. I'm going to do the single games. Right. Um, this way people have some options if they want to, if they want to, you know, tail us, if they want to fade us, if they think we suck, they want to go the opposite. They, they we'll give some, we'll give some options. So, All right. so um, I, I am, start with I'm, yours. I'm down 25 bucks on the year. But Correct. Folks, here's the thing. I'm going parlays every week. We got seven weeks of this. All I got to do is hit two of them. There you go. I mean, you know? the math checks out. Boom. So this week I'm going San Diego State, given 21 to Hawaii. Now, San Diego State's not a great team, but Hawaii might be the worst team in college football this year. <laughs> this I, Hawaii has lost ev- every game they've they, – they're one in five, one in four. Their only win is over an FCS Duquesne, and every oh, game they lost is by 21 or more. They lost by 21 to New Mexico State. Jesus. Who, who was like the worst program in college football history. I, and, and, you know, not that it matters a ton, but their game is at San Diego state. So I'm not worrying about, you know, any traveling to Hawaii kind of situation, right. Right. Throwing them down. I like, I like San Diego laying those points. Um, okay, I like it. Then I'm going the over in the North UNC Miami game. Uh, this is a Miami defense. Yeah. They're coming off a of bye week but they just gave up like 50 points to middle Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina gives up like 50 points to every team they play. It seems like. <laughs> they have 61 to App State in week one. True. And True. they scored, they score a good amount of points too. Um, so I, I think there's, there's a pretty solid chance of both of these teams going over 30 points. Looking for what's, the, what's the line? What's the line 66. over under? It's a high line. 66. It's a high line. But I, I think, okay. I think you're looking at two offenses who can score and two defenses who aren't great. I like um, it's a recipe for an over. That's right. Uh, and then I'm looking at Washington giving 14 to Arizona state. Uh, again, this is, I, Arizona state has one win at the very first game. They've lost four straight. And I think they've lost all four of those by more than 14. Washington is a good team. You know, they, they dropped a, yeah, tight, a tough game to UCLA last week. Who's surprisingly good this year, but Arizona state's kind of in shambles. Like they just fired Herm Edwards and apparently yep. like a lot, you know, the program itself was just toxic and in shambles. Give me Washington given 14 points all day. They're a good passing offense. And I, I just don't see Arizona state really keeping up in this one. Okay. So we got San Diego state minus 21 over hot. Oh, over Hawaii over 66 UNC Miami, Washington minus 14 over Arizona state. What is the payout on this juicy, juicy parlay? So I'm going to be sending you 25 bucks and it's for $174. Okay. I mean, one seventy three ninety four technically, but I'm going to round up. We'll round up. We'll round up for the people. Uh, that's nice. We we like that. If you win okay. this, you're you're out of the hole and way back way back on the plus side. Oh so, yeah. Oh yeah. Baby. All good vibes. All good vibes going to Patty Parlays. Um, if you like it, tell him. Use his pick. If you hate it, pick all three opposite. And you probably get just as good just as good value. <laughs> um. All right, to end it up, uh, like I said, I'm going to go with a single bet. Last week, I gave you Michigan minus 11 as an absolute lock. Uh, they won by 13. So, it, it had, listen, it had me scared for a little bit, uh, but my my theory of Iowa being dog shit uh, stayed true. Um, and they should have won that game by, by even more. There was a late touchdown oh, yeah. uh, by Iowa. Anyway, that's a winner. So, I'm on the board. 
this week, give me Texas minus seven over Oklahoma. Um, I feel like this might be a sucker bet. Oklahoma is coming off of two ugly losses to Kansas State and TCU. This game is at home for them. It's against Texas. Maybe they finally bounce back. But I just think they're lost right now. Um, and as big as this game should be, it's Texas, Oklahoma. You know, it's Big 12 juggernauts. We're heading to the SEC. We're the best in the world. I just think Texas rolls. I think they win by like 14 or more. Um, so Texas minus seven. It's It seems like they're like last week I said they're begging you to take Iowa plus 11. Like people want to believe that Iowa can stay close to Michigan. I think that's the same this week. I think they're begging you to take Oklahoma plus seven because you're like, they're going to turn it around. It's against Texas. They're going to you know rise up to the occasion. I just don't see it happening. Texas minus seven, lock it in. All right. All right. I like that bet. Oklahoma looks pretty bad right now. I mean, they lost, they give up what? 55 points to TCU. Yeah. It was insane. Um, Brent, Ven- Brent Venables not having a hot start. Now everyone's talking about how Lincoln Riley is the smartest man in the country for getting out of there. Well, yeah, you also took Caleb Williams and, and probably all of your recruits. So maybe yeah. give Brent Venables a break, but bet against him for the month, for the time. But, but is, is there any like better illustration for how useless preseason rankings are than Oklahoma and Texas A&M? Seriously. So what was Texas A&M? They were like top five, like top seven. Six. Yeah. Well, and also why they're never that right. great. Right. And, and you take a look at it. We were unranked. We're now five and oh, number 10 in the country. So I, I, I don't understand why Texas A&M gets the respect that they do. I really don't. Especially after seeing all they're these ranked like preseason every year. Yeah. And I get that they always have good recruiting classes, but man, talk about doing nothing with those classes. Yeah. And there are, there are videos of their, Yell leaders, the male cheerleaders doing those. Uh, oh, dude, that's the corniest shit ever. The midnight seen. yell, it's fucking awful. And more and more of them just keep coming out. It is so cringy. It's disgusting. I can't. I can't. Texas watch. A&M is the corniest school on the planet. Between the midnight <laughs> yell and just paying for players who lose. Yeah, <laughs> Texas A&M fans, if you're listening to this podcast somehow, you yeah. suck. Suck it. Um, all right, we we are <laughs> rambling. We are rambling. Let's end it there. Uh, your Penn State and the Lions are undefeated. Heading into a bye week, they are number 10 in the country after being unranked to start the season. Things are good in Happy Valley land right now. Fired up Franklin. He's going to get the boys right on the bye week. And then we head to Ann Arbor to take on the Michigan Wolverines. We will be back uh, sometime before that game with a preview. Stay tuned. Pat, any last words for the listeners? Uh, If any of you guys know a good place in Dublin where I can watch the Penn State-Michigan game, Hit me up on the Twitter. Dublin, Ireland. International Pats. This is important. Yeah, you got you to gotta be able to watch the game while abroad. What time is that game going to be if it's noon here? I think it's um, 9 o'clock. All right, you're fine. Oh, yeah. It's prime time, baby. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, let us know what you want to hear over the bye week. If you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, let us know. Otherwise, tune back in for the Michigan preview. Thank you guys for listening. We are.